Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. We have so many things to remember in our day and age, but I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. On this episode of Inverse, we're going to look at the power of forgetting and the power of remembering. Stay with us. Hey, it's Justin from Inverse, and we've got a whole series of topics prepared just for you, pertinent for young adults. And we want you to get even more involved in our Bible study. So we prepared a Bible study guide called the Inverse Bible Study Guide. And you can access it by going to inversebible.org. From there, you can see all of our topics and study guides and materials and blogs and whatnot. And study the Bible and join our conversation here on Inverse. Hey, welcome, friends, to this episode of Inverse, where we look at the power of remembrance as we study the book of Nehemiah from the perspective of leadership. We've gone through a lot of chapters, and here in the studio with me are my friends. We're going to read the Bible together, pray together, and hopefully by the Holy Spirit's power get some into some deep stuff and maybe have some a fun time in the process. So, Callie, um, you're going to read the Bible before, but before you do, we're going to have Siku. Siku's going to pray for us. Please, Siku. <laughs> Let's pray. Loving Father, we come before you um, with humility that you would help us to understand these deep things um, that we find in Scripture. Give us the gift of the Holy Spirit um, so that when we come away from this experience, we will know that we've had an encounter with you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 And now we go to Callie. She's going to do the Bible for us. Chapter 9 is where we're at in Nehemiah. And uh, let's just start not too long. This is a long chapter. It traverses a lot of material in how many verses does it have? 38 verses. Uh, but we'll get to, by God's grace, almost all of it. Let's go to chapter 9, verses 1 through 3, please. Okay. Now, on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembly, assembled with fasting and sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners And they stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one-fourth of the day. And for another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. What um, Give us the context of how we enter into chapter 9. Yeah, so in chapter 8, we saw that uh, Nehemiah and Ezra and the Levites and and the, the spiritual leaders of Jerusalem have this time of Bible study. Yes. They're, they're reading the, the law, book of the law and, yes. and they're inter- interpreting it, they're explaining it to those who don't understand fully and we just see revival taking place. Mm-hmm. And then they are celebrating the, the Feast of the Tabernacles as well. So it's just a, a really wonderful time of rededication. And now we are just two weeks, a little over two weeks later, uh, says, you know, 24th day of this month, so that's how I calculated that. And <laughs> they're, they're, assemb- they're assembling again here, but this time the tone is a little different. They're in sackcloth, fasting, dust on their heads, which is, you know, a very strong um, image of, of humility and humbling before the Lord. And so now they are looking to, to uh, confess their sins and to, to have uh, an encounter with God uh, to you know, clean their hearts from sin and, and trying to have a, re, a renewed uh, commitment and covenant with the mm-hmm. Lord. And if we follow the structure of Nehemiah, again, yeah. we follow this chiasm or mm-hmm. this mountain or this subway sandwich, I always call it. But you have uh, prayer in chapter 1 that yeah. sets it up. 
And that prayer, in, in a sense, kind of looks forward to what Nehemiah is going to do. Then it goes to revival. Then there's a list and then opposition on the outside. It goes to the apex of talking about Jesus, Jesus' character, and the, the conflicts that are happening on the inside. Then comes back down the mountain of external opposition, yeah. then another list, revival. And if it matches the pattern, we should see a prayer here in chapter 9, of which we will see. Um, Kelly, can you read verse 4 and 5 there? And if you can get the, through the names there, we'll give you a medal. <laughs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> then Joshua, Bani, Kadmiel, Shabaniah, Bani, Sherebiah, Bani, what? Okay, <laughs> and Tanani stood on the stairs of the Levites and cried out with a loud voice to the Lord their God. And the Levites, Joshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashabniah, Sherebiah, stop laughing at me, Jonathan, Hodad, Odijah, Shabaniah, and Pethahiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Oh, good job, Kelly. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful job. And <laughs> you do your students proud uh, who are, as an English teacher, of reading Hebrew, Hebrew names there. <laughs> they, uh, there are some names there that are, that are funny. Bonnie is there and Booney. And, and, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie. Th- th- those names in, in themselves are very interesting. But we now, instead of seeing an individual prayer in chapter yeah. 1, now we see a corporate yes. prayer. And then all those names you read there are, were not done in vain, but it's to show yeah. that there's a multiplicity yeah. of people here. Yeah. And they're kind of praying together as a community. This is a very interesting yeah. prayer. This prayer is, uh, well, let's read a couple verses of it and see how we're, we're getting there. Before we get in there, okay. just a brief comment on, on those names, because often we read over names and that's mm. it. But, I mean, I'm not saying that these people were not involved before, but it's cool that they're mentioned. We see, I believe, a growth of, of faithful leaders mm. now. Uh, the Lord is working, and slowly but surely, the wall is restored, the temple is restored, yes. spirituality is restored, and these people are emerging as new leaders for this new uh, time for Israel. So mm-hmm. I just, just wanted to mention yes, that. I think it's beautiful how God inside. brings that together. You, you actually do see the Levites coming out and taking a more prominent yeah. role. Mm-hmm. You were, you'd wonder, where were they before? And mm-hmm. maybe having a a good restore, restoration leader as Nehemiah right. brought them out out of the woodwork in a sense. That's something. But thank you for that insight. Let's go to verse 6, and I'll start reading here. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens with all their host the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. Mm. The host of heaven worships you. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jezebites, Girgashites, to give it to his descendants. You have performed your words, for you are righteous. Mm. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea. You showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, and against all the people of his land, for you knew that they acted proudly against them. So you made a name for yourself as it is this day. Mm -hmm. And you divided the sea before them, so that they went through the midst of the land on the dry land. And their persecutors you threw into the deep as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire to give them light on the road which they should travel. You came down also on Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven and gave them just ordinances and true laws, good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes and laws. 
By the hand of Moses, your servant, you gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought them water out of the rock for their thirst and told them to go in to possess the land which you had sworn to give them. Well, we'll stop there. Any, any observations that you see from the first, uh, I don't know, the first half, but the first quarter mm-hmm. of that chapter? Mm-hmm. Siku. Um, you, you kept emphasizing the you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. You and noticed I, that? Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that this is, the, they begin their prayer by addressing God. Mm. And the first, the first you know, couple lines of the prayer, it starts with, blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing. Mm-hmm. And then you alone are Lord. There's a recognition of who God is. Is, and that becomes the foundation of how they're approaching God, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, if we're talking about recipes for prayer, is, you know, beginning prayer with an understanding and awareness of who it is that we're talking to. And this is where they start, mm-hmm. that you, aside from what he's even done in the past, mm-hmm. just you are the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have done X, Y, Z, X, and, and all these things. Does God need that to be established in a prayer? Like, why do it? Why do they start off prayer that way, Kelly? I found, you know, I've, I don't think I'm this detailed in my prayers, but I found when I'm, when I'm discouraged or I need to be reminded of who God is or when I'm going to ask Him something great, like I need to remember what God has already done, mm-hmm. and I'll just like, "Could you help me in the past?" But like, what did God actually do? Mm-hmm. And it's a way of encouraging ourselves in the Lord, mm-hmm. of reminding who we're addressing, and not just not just leave it with lofty titles mm-hmm. like "You're loving," "You're powerful," "You're great," "Thanks so much," but like you literally took us out of Egypt, you parted waters, you and very specific. And for mm-hmm. me, doing that like that emboldens me and encourages me of who I'm talking to in the first so place. So it does. Pray- Praise God on one level, but it also places you in 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 in, in, in uh, relation to who you're talking like to. Like remembering, like yeah. oh yeah, this is who I'm praying to. I'm not doing it because I'm supposed to, but like oh yeah, this is the God that yeah. I'm addressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we have, to, we have to remember here that again, the people um, of Israel they're weak in their understanding of spiritual matters. They have forgotten. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. There's mm-hmm. mixing with the multitudes. You know, years of of uh, exile. So. They need to be reminded of all these things. Here it starts out with uh, pointing out that God is the creator. You know, that's a very, very powerful statement. He's not just the deity of rain or the deity of, you know, you make the crops grow. You know, God does that, but does God is not just that. Yeah. God, this is the creator of all Everything. things. Yeah, because they have, uh, there's, you know, the other religions around Israel had deities for all kinds right. of things. Yes. But this is the God of gods. He yeah. is the king of kings. So establishing that, reminding them is a powerful thing. And I think for our prayer life, my prayer life, when I keep reminding myself that God is the creator, He can speak in and exists out of nothing. Yeah. I mean, that informs my faith, strengthens my, 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 my trust in the Lord in my prayers and makes me bold to ask Him for things that, you know, the deity of grass couldn't do but you know <laughs> he is the god of all things does that make sense the prayer does start off that way but it's actually looking through the chronological history yes. of israel as you notice in verse six is about creation verse seven verse seven we're Tell getting a couple thousand years ahead <laughs> we're getting into the abrahamic narrative and then verse that's all of genesis right there and in verse nine we're getting to exodus i mean yes. Uh, this is kind of a recollection of history. Yep. But the remembering is done in the midst of prayer. Yes. And that's an interesting exercise. How many of you guys do this this remembrance prayer? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. It's, it's not I don't a, do it very often, It's to be not honest. a normal uh, spiritual exercise. Yes, no. And I think we'd, we'd benefit... I would benefit much from doing this more, you know. Um, I remember t- just talking to my to my son one time, you know, he's... 
he, he got maybe a little overexcited and um, he went to hit his dad, you know, and, um, and, and I said to him, I'm like, son, you don't hit dad. You don't hit your dad. And he's like, why, mama? And I was like, can you see how big he is? <laughs> like, if he decided to hit you back, you think you'd be okay? He's like, no. And just, just having an awareness of you know, who it is that you are interacting with, mm -hmm. you know, just even at a human level. <laughs> like, um, if, if you're walking down the street and there's a car coming and you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cross the street. Okay, did you look at your body compared to this vehicle <laughs> that could mow you down? Or the yeah. laws of physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but just an awareness of the reality that you're facing. Yeah. Um, and doing this, the, the, the power of thinking about the reality that is before you because mm -hmm. Truth is powerful, but it only really impacts you when you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's true. God is big and God is great and he has done all these things. Mm -hmm. But if you're not thinking about it, then it doesn't impact your current reality, mm -hmm. even if you knew it from before. Mm -hmm. But we need to be consciously thinking and recollecting what God has done in order for it to impact our lives right mm -hmm. now. Jonathan and Kelly. Yeah, so I've noticed that in my life when I, even in this show right now, like sometimes people ask a question and direct it right, right to me. Mm -hmm. And I have strong. no idea what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> like it, right now. You know, right, like right now. But then <laughs> as I, I'm the kind of person that as I speak, I process and I think. Mm -hmm. And so when I, what, he, what they're doing here, they're going through the process, the history of what happened. And as you go through the, the thinking process, remembering all these, uh, all these things that have happened in the past, mm -hmm. uh, a picture of God emerges and maybe question, uh, answers to the questions you wanted to address God with already come to you because hey oh he is the creator oh he has done this like yeah i can address it, it, you understand what i mean mm -hmm. like there's a process when you remember that uh that helps you in in in, in finding answers mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. jonathan hold that thought and when we come back after the break we're going to look at the uh, power of remembering and the power of forgetting and how mm -hmm. that impacts us in a contemporary modern age so stay with us and don't forget remember to come back here on inverse remember has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, everyone. You didn't forget. You came back. Hey, we're so happy. Hey, Jonathan, <laughs> we'll go back to you. You were saying... Um, well, I was saying that as you remember, you process um, hit your history with God mm -hmm. and it informs you, your, your picture and understanding of the character of God, mm -hmm. sometimes better than if you just go into a prayer and ask God for something. Uh, so remembering helps you to see who is God and sometimes by the end of a prayer or, or a process like this, you don't even have to ask God for anything anymore mm. because your faith has been built up by remembering the power of God and His activity in your life. Sometimes you get so overwhelmed yes. with the character and the history of God that your current position just, just evaporates. And, and your problems subsumed. seem like, whatever. You're subsumed in the yeah. person of God. Yes, yeah. Kelly. So going back to, you know, why don't we pray this way normally, I think something that comes to my mind is the inconvenience of prayer. Mm. and the, um, you know, I want to go do stuff. So, like, it's like, God, please bless me. Okay, thanks, and mm -hmm. just go. Mm -hmm. But this requires, like, 
a detailed recollection and the same thing like processing. It's not just like, Jesus bless the wall, Jesus bless these people, Jesus bless all. But like four to five months, right, going back to chapter one of prayer or being like, God, this is who you are. Like, I'm going to sit here and fellowship with you. I'm not here just to like check this off the list. I mentioned it to God and moving on. But I'm here to connect with God and leave my burdens, leave my mm. burdens here mm-hmm. and not pick them back up again. But that requires remembering who God is. I remember that, that requires detailing things and that requires being intentional in that time yeah. with God. Do we do this enough in our culture, in our generation? With all that, all the all the stuff that's going on, these, these modern inventions should help us save time and give us more time to slow down. Mm-hmm. But uh, evidences are showing us that it doesn't. It's speeding up life. Yeah. We don't have the time to even reflect on the past because we're no. just constantly on our text and, and whatever, you know. And we're, we on this show, we blast a lot of our, our, our smartphones, and we, we, but, go, we do it. but we do it. Yeah. Uh, how, how do we do this, this, this process of remembering? And, I mean, how does that, can you give us principles? Like, do I have to go back, Lord, you, you brought my parents across the ocean and <laughs> I mean, brought can. them into the airport. And, <laughs> Lord, I, you were there when I was born. And I don't remember the hospital that I was born in, <laughs> but you were there. And, and, Lord, you, I mean, do we do that? Or, is that a, or I mean, what are some, some practical ways we can, we can operationalize this chapter? I mean, but one of the things is, at the beginning of the chapter, it says that the children of Israel were assembled, mm. that there's an intentionality to this experience. Mm. So maybe not every time when you're praying for your breakfast, Lord, you know, you created... Yeah, you don't have to pray this for, for your meal. <laughs> you gave manna. Yes. Yeah, oh. you gave manna. <laughs> you know, but, but there's an intentionality to a time of reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, so being intentional about creating spaces in our mm-hmm. lives where we will have time to mm-hmm. reflect on who God is and what He has done, who we are mm-hmm. <laughs> in relation to Him. Mm-hmm. And just, I think, intentional is the word mm-hmm. uh, about it. Yeah, I have these journals that uh, that I've given out to uh, my teammates here, and those journals are—they're not diaries. Men do not use diaries; we use journals. Uh, we use captains' logs that we do, uh, and these 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 journals are ways for us to slow down, to put aside our our devices. They are not bad in themselves, but just to spend time and to reflect and and to look at the things that God has done in our daily lives. And even to look back and be thankful for different things. Mm-hmm. I think it's one way to to take your life history and make that into a prayer. Ups and downs. Yeah. Life. I think Not psychologically, biologically, and because of our situation that we are in, in, in a sinful world, we're not able to to comprehend something immediately and, you know, we have a full understanding of the situation. Mm-hmm. We need to process. We need to think of it. And as you said, this generation, and um, we're all part of it, uh, we have a hard time doing that, you yes. know, and, and everything's about the moment right now. Yes. I mean, you have devi- apps that you, you share something, but then it will disappear. Yes. So it's not about, you, you, there's no reflection. It's just mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But there's a blessing in processing. I think uh, God wants us to to chew on this, you know, like, Eat the word of God. You, you, you're supposed to chew what 30, 40 times when you eat, right? Mm-hmm. And and then really, something like that. Yeah. Ask your doctor. Ask forty. Doctor. Forty sounds familiar. Well, maybe forty. Okay, maybe sixty. But you're supposed to spend time processing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need that in in our current uh, situation that we are in, mm-hmm. and that way that will really then also transform our lives. And you know, we're we're so obsessed with living now mm-hmm. that we don't we yeah. don't realize that without reflecting without a realization of where we're coming from you can't fully experience the now without a realization of 
what was in the past. And slow is not wrong. Like we, something being slowed down is seen as like a slow download. You know, it's like oh, it's so slow, and my phone is so slow, and my computer is like it's taking 12 seconds. Yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> we have this thinking that oh, if something takes a long time, that's bad. Yeah, but not always. And sometimes I think it can be the exact opposite. I was listening to a sermon recently, and he said something super powerful. And he said, if, if the devil can't get in front of you and stop you, mm. he'll get behind you and push you. Mm. And it's like, okay, there's, there's so much, because if we're going, like, there's no time to reflect. It's like, oh, there's God's moving somewhere in my life. I don't know where it was. He said something powerful. Like, it's, now it's Tuesday. I don't know. Like, you're just always moving. And we, but that's the thing, though, is like, we need that intentionality, because sometimes we're always waiting for that, that, that weekend or that vacation or that whenever, when this project is done, then I'll wait. But it's going to keep coming. So we have to choose to have that time. The irony is one of the commandments of the, of the Ten Commandments yes. is remember the <laughs> Sabbath day. Uh, we take that as to keep the Sabbath day and don't do anything bad yes. on the Sabbath day. And, and then we're, we're looking at the doing and the not doing of the day. Yeah. But it should be a day where we focus on being. Mm -hmm. And to remember, I mean, I got to be honest, I don't remember what happened last Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And what does that before that? I know we went to church and it was a good day, mm -hmm. but w how do we bask in the, the providence of God? And mm. we have one day set apart for that. I want to, if we can, any other comments before we push on? Well, Siku. I guess my comment was kind yes. of a push on. Okay. Um, but I was just going to say in verse 17, we... we okay, well, let's, let's, get, let's get to okay. it. Um, let's read it and we'll, we'll come back to you in verse okay. 17. Get you fast. Um, <laughs> so for the first half of what we just read, the, the, the word that's repeated is the word you. You, mm. you, 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 and you see that. But then from 16 onwards, there are these transitional words that are going to be emphasized. Yes. And then I'll, I'll try to inflect. Verse 16, hmm. but. Okay. <laughs> so you see that there's a, there's a turn of events. Mm -hmm. But. They and our fathers acted proudly, hardened their necks, and they did not heed your commandments. They refused to obey, and they were mindful of your wonders, and that you did, you did among them. But they hardened their necks, and in, in their rebellion, they appointed a leader to return to you, their bondage. But you are a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness, and did not forsake sake them. Even when they made a molden, molded calf for themselves and said, This is your God that brought you out of Egypt. And worked great provocations. Yet in your manifold, manifold mercies, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night to show them light on the way they should go. You also gave your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. Wilderness They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. Moreover... You gave them kingdoms and nations and divided them into districts. So they took possession of the land of Sihon, the land, the land of the king of Heshbon, the king of Og, king of Bashan. You also multiplied their children as the stars of heaven and brought them into the land which you had told their fathers to go in and possess. So the people went and possessed the land. You subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gave them into their hands with their kings and the people of the land that they might do with them as they wished. And they took strong cities and a rich land, possessed houses full of all goods, cisterns already dug, vineyards, olive groves, fruit trees, and abundance. So they ate and were filled and grew fat and delighted themselves in your great goodness. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but you see in verse 26, there's nevertheless, verse 27, therefore, verse 28, but, verse 29, if you look there, uh, there's another but. I mean, there's these transitions, and it's kind of, if you have a chance, this is kind of a poem 
in a sense. You see his direction of they did this, but this, and mm-hmm. these, these turns are taking. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are these turns, and what is the second half of this prayer really emphasizing? Mm-hmm. I think it's emphasizing how, how, how God is treating his people, but then how his people is treating him back. Yeah. So, like, God lavished all these things, but they turned away from him. But yeah. God still had mercy on them, but they turned away again. And God gave them more things, and they're still like, no. Yeah. And it's just... It's just, but it, it is consistent in the contrast mm-hmm. over the and contrast. over again. It's mm-hmm. like, and then God brought them back, but then they went away. And then God brought, them, and then they went away. Mm-hmm. And so to, to go to before, to before you read it, yeah, back to verse 17, <laughs> um, where they refused to obey, it says, and they were not mindful of your wonders. Mm-hmm. The prayer begins with being mindful of what God has done. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like this sets up the, the, re- the actions of the children of Israel were based on a lack of mindfulness about who God is and what God had done for them. So no matter what God did, like they were not mindful of it. Like you could be the best God, like the most awesome God, like showing, showering them with love and, and kindness. And yeah, maybe it works for a little bit. And then you forget who, who gave you the gifts that you have. You know, you forget the, the giver of the gifts and you start focusing on the gifts themselves. And so like this lack of mindfulness is was kind of the the foundation of this waywardness and the rebellion that the children of Israel continually experienced over and over. Uh, I feel like you're saying that there is a certain power, not a very good power, a bad power. There is a certain force with forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in some way, it could even be a sin to con- keep forgetting yeah. the goodness and the and the disproportionate grace of God. Mm-hmm over and over and over again something i find so interesting is like they did they did remember some things Mm -hmm. but they remembered like oh man the leeks and onions in egypt Mm -hmm. like they remembered the things they weren't supposed to remember but then they're like oh yeah Yeah, like oh yeah god Mm -hmm. part of the red sea but it's like oh man but that food though like and so i i do think you know that is true this isn't this isn't necessarily part of this but i think there's some ways there's a blessing and forgetfulness of the right things Mm -hmm. i think about um in my journal when i'm really mad at someone or really upset i won't detail what happened Mm -hmm. and i simply write like i'm really upset i'm praying to god but may it all be forgotten Mm -hmm. that's what i always write because i just i don't want to do like a nehemiah entry like dear lord may you (laughs) well sometimes my journal turns into prayers yeah (laughs) but i just say like lord please guide me through this and like i put the details but may i be forgotten i just may be forgotten so there's a certain blessedness in forgetting the right things and remembering the right things but it's like they had it completely switched They remember the bad stuff and they forgot yeah. the good stuff. I yeah. remember like, oh yeah, bondage. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like, do you, right. you clearly don't remember what bondage was like. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> if I can interpose with, with the, 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 the complaints happening in Exodus, that's what they're remembering. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying it over and over again. They're complaining, murmuring, murmuring. And that's what they, that's what their general, that's what their kids remember and their grandkids remember. And yeah. they don't remember the good stuff. And their stuff. own words are reacting upon themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a way, I'm, 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 I'm thinking here of, you know, at the end of my life, what do I want to remember what do I want my life to be remembered for mm-hmm. uh, in the Bible you have these kind of declarations over and over again where they recount the whole history I remember in the book of Psalms you have it you have uh, Stephen uh, who, who in the book of Acts uh, retelling the whole history of what happened uh, even Deuteronomy and so how is my life story my life song uh, uh, going to look like mm-hmm. I'm going to have those twists and turns mm-hmm. or is it going to be you know faithfulness yeah, and you know I, I, I'm just thinking about that right now and I'm I want to. 
I want to ask God to, Amen. to help me in that, in, to have a life that is, can be remembered in such a way. Let's go to verse 36, and this is how he does conclude. Yes. Here we are servants today in the land that you gave to our fathers to eat its fruit and its bounty. Here we are servants in it. Yes. And here, this is his conclusion, yes. Mm-hmm. And his ultimate conclusion, verse 838, is, And because of all this, we make a covenant. sure covenant and write it, our leaders, our Levites, and our priests seal it. Okay, we've come to our end of the episode here. We've covered this prayer of remembrance, but here they sign a covenant, and we'll find out next week on what they're actually signing and what parameters they're promising themselves to this covenant on. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you remember this episode. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.